Hey friends, welcome to this quick play episode of the Retro Game Guys podcast. I'm Dustin alongside Zach and Alex. Uh, in our quick play episodes, we cover games that are more simple in their design, like arcade classics and titles from early consoles. Hopefully these quick plays will turn you onto a game or two that's worth your time. And if there's a game you'd like to see us cover in a future quick play, just hit us up on our socials and let us know at Retro Game Guys. This time around, we're playing the quirky arcade hit Paperboy, released in 1985 in the arcades and later for various home and portable consoles. Let's start things off with you there, Zach. Uh, give us a quick history of Paperboy, please. Sure thing. Well, Paperboy was developed by Atari Games and released in the arcades in 1985. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, what I wouldn't give to be back in 1985 at an arcade right yeah. now. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, pizza and quarters and I'm yes, in heaven. Man, Did you see my just... mom tweeted out that because I was talking about arcade and she tweeted out her our old coin purse. My mom had this like really kind of neat coin purse. No. And she's like, I'm ready to hit the arcades with you because <laughs> that, that's what we she would dig out like the quarters from the little coin purse and like awesome. here's Dustin here, Nate, to me and my brother. So that's awesome. Yeah, nice little memory my mom shared on Twitter. Anyway, sorry. That's, go super, ahead. <laughs> that's super cool. So in Paperboy, you play a, well, Paperboy, who rides his bike down a suburban street, uh, delivering the Daily Sun newspaper to subscribers while avoiding various obstacles and uh, a whole lot of crazy neighbors. There you go. Uh, The game has seven stages, each representing a day of the week, Monday through Sunday. And there are three difficulty settings, uh, Easy Street, Middle Road, and Hard Way. And uh, this game in general, I'll talk about this, is very difficult. So even Easy Street feels like Hard Way to me. For sure. Yeah. You score points by landing your newspapers in the doorstep of subscribers uh, or in their mailbox um, or by hitting obstacles and breaking houses of (laughs) non-subscribers. Really? Paperboy's a jerk like that. Yeah, Yeah. you just like get points for for throwing Yeah, you're supposed to throw newspapers at the people who aren't subscribers. It's so so not nice. (laughs) And you get rewarded for it, which is great. Yeah. So if you miss a subscriber and uh, they're going to unsubscribe the next day, if you deliver all papers successfully, have a perfect delivery record for the day, you uh, will get a new subscriber. So, um, and that's hard to do. Let me just take it from me. Uh, yeah. Each stage ends with a training course where you can jump over ramps and hit special obstacles to earn bonus points. Um, now, the game was notable in the arcades as it had a custom cabinet featuring bike handlebars with rubber grips, and you'd tilt the handlebars yeah. speed up or down. Um, and Dustin, you, you learned something about those handlebars the other day, right? Oh yeah. So I had no idea cause I, it was Zach and I were talking about the different special kind of controls out there. Like your, your paper boy controls or your spy hunter, like not your standard arcade joystick and buttons. Uh, and we talked about the star Wars arcade one. Yeah. What I didn't realize is that the paper boy is the star Wars arcade, uh, uh, joystick or handles Yoke. just yoke it's the yoke just kind of modified to be the paperboy bar uh, are you bike guessing handles. or you know this for sure no no i know this no we <laughs> really no no it is yeah Sounds they like you're guessing. <laughs> no i know sorry i i, I i'm you spitting over my words here i yes this is a factoid wow so well, mind blown interesting fact yeah wow. yeah so they just they repurposed it for for paperboy yeah i could see that that's crazy i didn't know that that's yeah, no idea. Pretty cool. Well, think about it this way. I mean, so they're Atari games, they probably have a bunch of parts laying around, right? Sure. They're putting together a prototype and figuring out, well, what do we do here? And, you know. Well, I mean, and this podcast is also the first time I learned that they didn't just like make a new arcade machine for every time there was a new machine, right? Oh, they sucker. like yeah. took took old. I had no idea. I thought, okay, well, we want to, you know, put uh, X-Men or whatever in the arcade. We build an arcade. No, they took the failed ones and stripped them down for mm-hmm. parts and, you know, rebuilt it to something else. 
And we talk in our Donkey Kong episode about that that very fact, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the Star that's Wars right. game was, you know, that's that was an easy an easy sell for me because you know you felt like you were in the movie and uh, Paperboy. Yep. That, that was the biggest reason I played this game is because of the handlebars. Otherwise, yeah. you know. Yep. I yeah, have. <laughs> it's just such a, it got a quarter from me every time for that same yeah, reason. You're not sure. going to get that experience at home. Yeah. Um, speaking of home, the home versions of Paperboy started appearing in 1986, mostly for computers like the Apple II, uh, first computer I played, uh, the uh, Amstrad CPC in Europe, and the good old Commodore 64. There you go. Uh, now, the NES version developed by Tengen would be, come out in 1988. And interestingly, I just learned this myself. Um, it was the very first NES game that was developed in the United States. Hmm. Oh, so, yeah. interesting. USA! USA! <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they could have picked a better <laughs> game to develop in the, <laughs> the first one. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Um, so I primarily played the 16-bit port on the Sega Genesis, which came out in 91. Dustin, you, you got the Atari Lynx version, right? You mentioned that in last episode. Yeah, it's great. Uh, well, we'll talk about it, but I, I'm, I'm super stoked to share that one. It's, re- it's really interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about that one. Uh, but my favorite home version of Paperboy is on the PlayStation. Um, it's on a collection called Arcade's Greatest Hits, yeah. Atari Collection 2. Yeah. Um, and that is an amazing disc. It's fantastic. Paperboy, Gauntlet, which Dustin hates, uh, Road, <laughs> Road Blasters, Crystal Castles, Marble Madness, and Millipede, which I really never played Millipede in the arcade, but it's a fun game. Yeah. Um, I got a copy on eBay for nine bucks. This is one, uh, one of my few original PlayStation discs that I've had since I, you know, since it came out. Um, this is a must buy. If you have yep. a PlayStation, PlayStation totally. 2, you have to have this collection. It is so well done and so good. It showed what, you know, collections, some, sometimes these collections don't don't work or they have a lot of games where you're like, all right, there's one good game out of this, but this is just hit after hit after hit and, and super good. You got to get it. I totally agree. And even, you know, so like Crystal Castles and Marble Madness, um, those had like, you know, yeah. trackballs, I think. Yeah, they don't and translate they, as good. No, but, I, but it's forgivable because you get, you get Paperboy, you get Gauntlet, even Road Blasters. You know, Road Blasters is hard to translate to because that had a steering wheel and a, a pedal, an acceleration yep. pedal. Yeah. And so I think it drives automatically in the uh, home port. Okay. But that game, that game's still amazing and still fun to have. Well, so. and if you can pick it up for $9, any collection that has Paperboy and, Gen- and Gauntlet is worth your, worth your nine. Totally. And the loading time isn't bad too. I know some of like those Namco <laughs> arcade collections. Yeah, oh God, that's right. That's so right. Horrendous. Yeah. Actually loads pretty fast. That's good. Get it. So Paperboy was a staple of 1980s arcades. Pretty common to see. Um, and it was a hit for Atari. And speaking of hits, that NES version that we talked about, it sold 2 million copies. Mm, wow. Not bad. Uh, now, in later years, there were sequels to the game, including Paperboy 2 in 1991 and a 3D version on the N64. Uh, and neither game was able to capture the magic of the original or get even close. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Paperboy 2, you ride on like the other side of the street. So like the isometric view is like flipped and it's just really, really strange and not, not a great game by any stretch. Um, now, Paperboy is an important game in arcade history. And it is a perfect example of the creativity and innovation in arcade design in the early 1980s. So mm-hmm. definitely must play. And that is the quick history of Paperboy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I want to start really talk about the different versions and talk about the arcade. And, it, and really, it is key in the arcade that this was the first game that I remember playing 
that had those handlebars and that you were playing it's if you've never played paperboy go check it out it's this weird perspective i had never seen before <laughs> you don't go straight down the street you don't go you know it's not a side scroller it's kind of that three-quarter view uh, mm-hmm. And so you're kind of going from the bottom left of the screen to the top right. And so kind of keeping that that uh, uh, handlebar straight and, and doing that. The last time I played Paperboy in the arcade was actually not even that long ago. The Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk has a great collection of arcade machines. A lot of modern things, but they've got this nice little retro corner. Uh, That's right. And they've got like Miss Pac-Man. They've got a bunch of machines in there. And the, at the time they had Paperboy. So... You know, that that really is the iconic version of this. But let's talk about the versions that we played. So, uh, Zach, why don't you kick us off? What You, you played a couple different ones, right? NES and uh, which, what else? Yeah, so I've owned the NES one for a long time. Right. And, and I thought that version was okay until I played better versions of it. <laughs> um, so I got the Genesis version a couple of yeah. years ago, I think. And, and it's cool. I mean, it's pretty faithful to the arcade. The graphics are great. Yeah. Um, good sound. It has the digitized speech, which is a really cool feature of yes. Paperboy. Like if Paperboy gets knocked off his bike by, you know, someone running over him with his car or he gets knocked off by a dog or something. He'll say some funny right. comment, right? Yeah. Include some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, that PS, that PlayStation version is the best version. I mean, I'm sure it differs from the arcade in some ways, but it doesn't feel obvious to me what the differences mm. are between that and the arcade. So to me, it felt pretty dang accurate. So I played the um, Genesis one for a long time because that's all I had. And then just recently got that PlayStation version. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I ain't touching any of these other ones ever again. Because uh, and, and the Game Boy one, just real quick, the Game Boy one, I mean, um, you know, great attempt, right? They, they attempted to bring it to the Game right. Boy. I appreciate that. But the Game Boy isn't in color. So yeah. when so in the game, no, your subscribers, say. your subscribers yeah. are like light colored houses. Yeah. Your non-subscribers are darker colored houses. And in the Game Boy, it's all shades of gray. So it, and they didn't really do a good job of just of, of you know, making a, a visible difference. Shades of so yellow. You, so yeah, so I just threw papers everywhere, and I was kind of like, well, like hopefully Hope it sticks. Yeah. yeah, totally. So that that fails on most counts. Yeah, Alex, uh, did you what versions did you play for this uh, go around? Yeah, I played the uh, NES version. So that's it. Yeah, yeah, that, I, and I don't have anything else to to judge it against. I I can't remember. Um, I know I played in the arcade, but I don't have any memories of right. you know, what that looked like. But uh, yeah, I was a little unimpressed by the game. You know, maybe it's the version of the game, and you guys could tell me better than I could. But um, yeah, I just thought there was. Um, well, it, it was a fun game, but uh, I probably would not play it again on the NES. Okay. for sure. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll talk about it. I played two different versions. I played the Genesis, and I played, as Zach uh, mentioned earlier, the Atari Lynx. Really, I, I'm going to be straight up here. The the thing I only really missed from going between the different versions is the Lynx doesn't have the digitized speech. Hmm. Um, yeah, the graphics aren't as good, um, but it plays just as good as the Genesis version. It looks a really? little bit... Yeah, it plays really... I was, well, it's damn Atari. They sh- if anyone needs to get that... <laughs> Right. No. And and I talked to you about this a few weeks ago and said, like, I'm picking up the Lynx version because I have a distinct memory of it being a fantastic port of it. And I don't I have but I haven't played it in 20 years or whatever. So I'm like, let me I want to challenge that. So I picked up the the Lynx version. I was like, no, man, this holds up like they did a really good job with the port of it. It's just a little bit blockier. It's not as smooth as you, you know, looking as the Genesis game, but it plays fantastically. So, um, yeah, I was I'm very happy with that version of it. One thing so I noticed about the the yeah. um, versions is the you mentioned earlier about that 
that view, right? That unique view, that isometric kind of yeah. view. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of that, you're trying to navigate around obstacles, um, throw papers straight to land them on doorsteps. Um, and, and in later days or levels, the, the neighbors get crazier. You know, there's things like, you know, drunk people walking down the street, grim yeah. reapers, people throwing tires at you. Right. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. So, and it's hard to judge, like, are you, you know, how to properly get around something or, you know, cause that view just kind of makes it more difficult in some of the versions like the NES version. Um, it's the controls are very sluggish. They're very slow. You, you seem to ride slower. So you may even see an obstacle coming your way and you just can't get out of the way, like physically cannot get out of the way. And it's that, and that makes the game so frustrating. Even the Genesis version suffers from that a little bit. When I played the arcade port on the PlayStation, it felt like your bike was a lot more nimble that I could mm. get in and out of situations that I could pick up like those extra papers a lot easier without running into things. So I think some of the frustrations that Alex, you might've felt with the NES version is just because the controls just were sluggish and it just, it's not the right feel for like compared to the arcade. Yeah. And the, uh, the graphics were, were lacking too. And I agree with you. Like the, that was my main concern is that the, the, the way in which uh, the angle that it took used almost just like 20 to 25% of the, uh, of the screen. And, uh, it was hard to control the uh, paper boy and it was mm. not forgiving at all. Like if you can't get on the sidewalk, you have literally a second and a half to get out of the way of a car and you never do. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of, I would wish that they have used a little bit more of the screen on that angle. Uh, okay. Because it would have given you a heads up and probably would have made the game a little bit more fun. But no, I agree with you, Zach. Like, I think every level of this game, it's probably difficult to some degree. You're right about the screen because, like, you'll. I mean, you're only using twenty percent of it. Like, you know, if you're if you're on normal games, a side scroller game, you could go the full length of the of the screen Mm -hmm. frontwards Mm -hmm. and back. Uh, But on Paperboy, you're restricted to only using this corner of the of the game, and like. What the rest of the game? You you really need to show the whole house yeah. in the game. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Well, a car will come down the street, for example, and it's you're right. It's angled, and with your bike being sluggish, it's like, okay, well, I guess, yeah. I guess. Oh, I'm and this is good. the first paper boy that can jump curbs, so that's cool. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's uh, let's go on to real quick what what we did like the the most yeah. about this game. You know, like regardless of the mm-hmm. version, like what what did you like the most? That, uh, Alex, hit hit me sure. with something you liked about this. Something I liked the most about this game yeah. is that, um, well, you know what? I Nostalgia for me. That was it. That was it. Uh, other mm. than that, there's nothing else I, I did like about this game. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, was, right. it was just the, the pure nostalgia of it all and seeing like the, the people come out of their houses and then the Grim Reaper come out and stuff like that. It's like, okay, like, like I can, I could, I could get behind a nice cheeky game like this yeah so i I like i like the fact that there's something to do regardless of where you're at you know you've you can even if you've got a long stretch you've got you've gotten a wednesday and now you have two subscribers and they're at opposite on the maps (laughs) you can still you're still able to do something right did you get down to that where you have only the first house is your i had the first two for a while i had the first two nail those and just survive the rest of it and and two other things i want to say that i like i liked that it it, when you got when you crossed that last street and you were into the uh kind of bonus area you were you were done if you crashed here Mm -hmm. you didn't matter like you would get as many points but like 
you could kind of breathe a sigh of relief and just go to town with your newspapers. I love the bonus area the most out of this game. Yeah. Like, I fun. wish there were ramps in the game that you could jump hedges totally. and you could jump obstacles. That would have made this game great. Yeah. There's little and, dirt hills you can kind of jump over, but yeah, nothing like the ramps. Yeah. yeah. And, and a real quick one. I liked, I, I did like this. It, it, it reminded me mechanic wise of Zombies Ate My Neighbors and the fact that, yes. you know, you start with a limit. Uh, and if as you screw up, you get let you have less and less that you can save each level. You know, like the zombies ate my neighbors. Say you can less neighbors you can save, but you know less houses that you can mm-hmm. uh, subscribe to. And so that you know you get to Thursday and it's like, oh crap, I really have to do this one right. You know, kind of thing. What you got uh, to Thursday? I've never never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never seen saw it. Wednesday. Right, right. All right, uh, uh, Zach. Let's write it out here. What'd you like about the game? I love the theme of this game. I, mean, I sure. just think it's one of those creative sure. themes that someone thought of and just went to town. I mean, it's it's kooky. The neighbors are insane. Like you get points for hitting a kid in the face with a rolled up paper. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Just you're breaking windows. You're you know avoiding all these crazy people. Like there's a lady that comes out of the house running at you with a frying pan. Yeah. yeah. Like it's I, just the theme is insane. I I subbed so I had a friend that did a paper route, and anytime his family would go on vacation, I would sub in for him for the week or whatever, and and do his paper route. I will tell you, none of what happens in this game is <laughs> I would what hope you not would see on a paper, dude. When I was delivering papers, it was like four in the morning. Like nobody's out. Yeah, this <laughs> game should, this game should be did, dark. Did, did, the city is dead, even yeah. if it's you know the summer and it's starting to the sun's starting to come up a little bit. But like, you didn't you didn't get run over by a lady driving like a 1930s car or something. You no. know, like, <laughs> that wasn't. I a did enjoy it. Thing. So the, the my favorite part about the paper route was when my parents decided to not make me have to do it on the the bike and like threw me in the back of the S10 the next you know the next time I subbed in and it's like mm-hmm. pile the papers in the back of the S10. We had to do all the rubber banding myself. And then I'm just in the back of my parents' truck going, all right, this house, throw the paper from the back. I was like, this is so much better than on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A real That's game a- would have been how many papers could you rubber band in a, in a minute? That's <laughs> the game, right? Yeah. That's a skill, right? I will <laughs> say also one thing I like about it, and this goes back to the arcade, is just I really miss the golden age of video games and the, and the arcades back then. Like For I sure. really miss because For sure. Like it was an experience that you just don't get nowadays. Like you talk yeah. about the handlebar controllers, the, yeah. the Star Wars controllers, the yeah. even like in the you know the nineties, like there's games like Super Scope or where or Silent Scope yeah. rather, where yeah. you're looking through a sniper rifle and stuff. Like these tactile, unique experiences that happen in the arcade, you know, uh, they get rarer and rarer as you know you get older, and of course as arcades you know, dwindle a bit. Right now, you know, with COVID and stuff, it's like I wonder if are we ever going to be able to go back to the Santa Cruz beach boardwalk and, and, and California right. extreme and all that stuff? Right. Do you think this game would have been as popular back then if they didn't have the handlebars? No, no, I don't no, think no, so. No. no way. No way. That was the hook, right? Yeah, it definitely was. It felt like riding, yeah. you know, driving a bike down the street. Yeah. Um, all right, Alex, you've already kind of touched on some things. So focus no. here a little bit. Uh, what's the, like, what's the one big thing about focus. this game that you, that you don't like <laughs> the see. biggest one? Um, you know what? It really is the the angle of the of the okay of that uh, pathway there. Yeah. If they had given you a little bit more a little bit more play with moving up the street, falling back down the street, going up curbs a little bit, I think it's just yeah. You limit the main character and the, and the player to literally you know less than half of the screen, twenty percent. I have to say it's twenty or twenty five percent. I can't. Yeah. I can't say it's more You're, than you move 30%. very little. You're right. You yeah. have very like, little in the game. Yeah. You have very little maneuverability. And so you have very little maneuverability. 
And the goal of the game is to get around obstacles and to throw things. Right. So not only, I mean, those constraints just don't, you know, don't lend itself to a game that makes you want to go back and play it again. I mean, yeah, you know, at least spoiler for you on the next question. Yeah. At least in some (laughs) of these games, at least even in Galaga, you could go the whole distance side to side. Yeah. You know? So for me, the, the, my uh, least uh, favorite aspect of this game is how unforgiving mistakes are and that every like the sadisticness of the fact that I could be crawling at a you know one mile an hour and accidentally just sort of brush up against something and boom big giant crash animation like you there's no sense of like how bad a a collision is the minute that your hitbox hits the other thing's hitbox you're done and it breaks me out of the reality of this game or that, that, you know, it breaks me out of the, the, um, you know, being locked into this game when I'm like, there's no way that should have caused me to lose a life. That's, that's yeah. just, that's cheap. And so I the got cheap, cheap deaths were what got me on this game. I got Agreed. hit by a crazy lady coming out of the house, a car coming down the street and a whirlwind all at the same time. And there was like, there was no way I couldn't do anything. It's like, no. I can't move. Where yeah. am I going to go? Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Zach, would you like the least? Um, it, the game is harder than I remember. It's true. It's I mean, very true. And, and it's exactly what you guys said. I mean, there was a point where it was like car coming down the street, a skateboarder on the sidewalk. Um, someone rolled a tire at the same time or something like that. And it was like, I, I there's nowhere, there's nowhere to ride. Good and, luck going up the curb. Yeah. Right? And, and straight is angled, right? You push yeah. up, you're going angle. It's, it's just the combination of all of those obstacles makes it really hard it, um, so I've played this game in the arcade. I played it probably, you know, 10, 15 times in preparation for this podcast. The furthest I got was, I think Thursday or like yeah. early in Thursday or something. And I'm yeah. like, even on, on easy street. And then in fact, on that PlayStation collection, there's actually a, um, a difficulty setting on top of it. So I had like double easy street oh. and I still couldn't get past Thursday. And I'm like, okay, it's a little, it's a little, yeah. it's a little difficult. If they would have maybe cut the difficulty in half i think the game would be a lot more a lot more fun Mm -hmm. yeah i I limped to thursday a couple times on the links version but just barely with you know like you said like the first house and that's about it and then it's just balls to the wall trying to avoid everything from there and i yeah Mm -hmm. i couldn't get past thursday but uh would you play this game again alex Mm, no i I play the arcade version again just for old time's sake yeah but uh you know listen unless you guys could sell me on the 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 genesis version or something else i don't think that there's uh much hope for me to play it on the nes again yeah i'll definitely play it again the the lynx version was uh held up as well as i thought it did i i was worried because i've been disappointed by my memories of lynx games in the past (laughs) Um, or versions of games like Rygar, where the Rygar that we've covered in the past, where the Lynx version is just laughably easy versus the other version, so it just doesn't even compare. But this is this one felt square in the same kind of difficulty range, hard as heck as as the Genesis, and um, was a bunch of fun. And hey, I'm playing playing Paperboy on a handheld uh, in full color, unlike some of these other versions, right? So yeah, I'll play it again. How about you, uh, Zach? Yeah, of course. In in my mind, when I think about um, you know, if I had a home arcade, yeah, this the arcade version of Paperboy would be one of those games, it, and it because it would be one of the, again those unique experiences for sure. You know, Paperboy, sure. Gauntlet, Road Blasters, Excellent. seven seven twenty X Men, 
you know, sit down spy hunter, like those, those yeah. types of pinball, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so, yeah, so this one, I, I would absolutely love to play it again in the arcade one day. If yeah. we ever get to go back to California extreme, I will dump a quarter in this or whatever it is, or hit free play start. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Self replay. But you know what I mean? I play this game in a heartbeat. Um, and yeah, the PlayStation version is fun. I think I would, I would fire it up again. I do want to try one other version of paperboy that I didn't get to try. Mm. And that's on the Sega master system. Um, and it's like 30, I think 30 bucks or so to get a copy of it. But, um, the music in the game is essentially the music from moon patrol. It's Ah. like almost exactly that music from moon patrol. I have no idea why that's so Um, weird, but the music from Paperboy is funky and the arcade music. And for some reason they decided not to put that in. Maybe they just had an old music file from moon patrol laying around. I don't know, Um, but it looks like a fun version. I haven't played it. So I, I'd love to pick that up at some point. All right. Well, uh, kind of wrapping up here, um, let's talk about our next episode. We, we've mentioned PlayStation a couple times. We're going to be doing our first PlayStation game here in a couple weeks, coming out with Twisted Metal. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Going to uh, start firing that up uh, probably tomorrow. And uh, I hope it holds up. This is an, this is one that, I, based on my side conversations with Zach here, uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm worried that it doesn't hold up to my memories. You know, Paperboy on Lynx held up. Let's see what Twisted Metal does here. So I'm looking forward to firing that up. I know it's like our luck's going to run out at some point. It's like Doom like surpassed our memories. Yep, like you yep. said, Link's, the Lynx game, the Lynx version of Paperboy was pretty good. It's like yeah. we're going to pay the piper at some point. But yeah, you know, we, yeah. have a lo- we have a lot to talk about with our first PlayStation game or whatever. It'll, it'll be a winner no matter what, right? Absolutely. Well, that's all the time we have for this quick play episode. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and it makes you want to throw a newspaper at an old lady. For Zach and Alex, this is Dustin (laughs) saying game on. Until next time, friends. The opinions and views expressed on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.